The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. Coming up in the next segment, we've got Brad Spielberger with his weekly appearance for us to preview Week 16. And when it comes to uh, this upcoming slate of games, Joe, uh, certainly quarterback injuries matter a great deal. And we're seeing that in line movement uh, between the Texans and the Browns. But one I want to start with that's just downright baffling what in the heck mm-hmm. is going on between the Bills and the Chargers? I get this game is going to be on Peacock, so nobody's watching and nobody's going to pay much attention to it on a Saturday night of Christmas weekend. Uh, but at the same time, talk about some volatility here. Starting at 14, going down to 11 and a half. Now it's at 12 uh, at BetMGM and other places. What the heck's going on here? Well, what, what's going on is that there are multiple sharp groups that came in and they came in heavy on the Chargers. My question is why? Why are you so confident? Why are they coming in uh, that much on the Chargers? Uh, with the state of this team and with, what's his name, Giff coaching? What's his name, Giff Smith? Is it a Giff Smith or a Giff Smith? I, what is his name? I don't even know who's calling the plays. Easton Stick, like you've got to back him against one of the hottest teams. I don't, and why was the buy point, oh my God, 13 and a half, I've got to jump in. I got to jump in. It's it's never getting to 14. There's no chance it what ever happens. What a key happens. number. Yeah, yeah I, I found that fascinating. So um, the look ahead last week was Buffalo minus nine and a half. Bills have a very impressive performance. Chargers, the opposite of that. And so so then it jumped up and then it goes 13 and a half. And then, of course, the sharp groups come in 
Then it gets down to 10 and a half, and now it's trickling back up. Now, are we at 12 now? Over at BetMGM? Yeah, 12 at BetMGM. Yes, I saw. That's great. Okay, so now, mm-hmm. <laughs> where's this go? Where's it going? If it gets to 13, is there going to be uh, money co- Chargers money again? You couldn't pay me to bet on the Chargers this week. Would you? You know, no. I mean, this is more of a stay away, I suppose. Like, I think it's just fun to watch. More, uh, for me more than it is anything else there's nothing really to it where i go oh yeah like at this point i gotta go the other direction like i'm i'm not there at all because i have no way no idea whatsoever as far as how to go in one direction i wonder how much of this and i love your thoughts on this how much of this is mm-hmm. just the brandon staley component like are there enough sharp people out there who think he was just that bad of a defensive play caller and an overall head coach to where anybody is going to be better than him to the point where we're going to see a more competent organization in general, because I don't want to make that leap in logic. I think some of the Chargers problems are more inherent to just about everything they are than it is, say, Brandon Staley's fault. Yeah, but don't you think a lot of those, quote, sharp betters love Staley and they were backing him again and again and again to, to where it right. really hurt them in the pocket. So maybe it's just a, a situation. Maybe it's a spot play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any situation. Um, if you're a talented team, I can't say quarterback because he's not playing, but right. you, you have a decent amount of talent on the roster that just that bounce back situation. You're getting double digits. I don't care who the opponent is. They were just going to, take that number and and now that we're knocking on two touchdowns it's not going to get to two touchdowns the mentality um let's just take it i mean that would be my guess on what they're doing mm-hmm. but i don't how about the uh the fact that they didn't want to make kellen Moore the interim right. that's kind of interesting to me like nope we'd rather have the outside linebackers coach be the interim guy <laughs> well you know, you look at how this offense has performed, and granted, they've had a ton of injuries that they've had to deal with. Like, once Mike Williams was out, like, you could tell that things were going to fall apart in some way, and it just continued to do so. And I think even at the start of the season, we're like, right. Justin Herbert's got a rocket arm. Why aren't they throwing it deep more often? And then they were still conservative. Like, I don't think Kellen Moore has necessarily met the rather lofty expectations we had for him coming into the season. So in that respect, I suppose I get it. And also, like, he hasn't been a play caller for that long. He hasn't been a coach for that long. And, you know, yes, we're kind of splitting hairs in terms of years of experience with the guys who are available. But I do wonder if, okay, maybe one of the lessons we learned was we don't want a play caller, offense or defense, also being the head coach. We want someone who's going to do their job, do it to the best of their ability so that we can evaluate what they are doing instead of putting even more on their plate. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, just thinking about this and the number, I, I, I know what they're thinking. Like we talk about it all the time when you have mm-hmm. that fired coach bump and okay, everybody in the building is, is, you know, on edge a little bit. Are, am I next? Sure. Am I going to get fired? I'm going to prove that I deserve to stay here or maybe I should mm-hmm. be considered for some kind of an interview. I mean, that, that's what it is. And then it's a wake-up call to the players. Or is it? I don't know. Did they dislike Staley? I have no idea. No clue. Um, yeah, so I, me neither. I, I don't know what I don't know what we're gonna see out of this. I don't know. I just know that the Bills are on the other side, and that offense is really scary, and the Chargers defense is so pathetic at this point. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pr- I'm not taking the points. I'm not. The one, if you're taking the politics and the head coaching stuff out of the equation, the one way I could see the Chargers getting, say, a backdoor cover and say losing yeah. by 10 or something like that is if you are assuming that the Bills are going to come in and say, you know what, this Chargers run defense is actually pretty decent. It's the pass defense that's yeah. been oh so terrible. Josh Allen will have to throw a little bit more. And look, he can be turnover prone at times. If that happens, then maybe Easton Stick gets a couple of short fields, and maybe that's how L.A. stays in this game. Not going to win, but it could be some kind of a backdoor cover where, okay, they keep trying to run the ball, run the ball, and then at some point it just doesn't work, and then somehow the Chargers have a possession, you know, late in regulation where they're able to cut the deficit. So That's the only so, way I can see this happen. I know you don't like this. I know I yeah. know you hate this. But especially in this situation, it's uh-huh. going to be mostly Bills fans, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah they why will. why no, would any right. Chargers fan right. show up? And it's the Bills. It's Bills Mafia, too. Right. It's Bills. Yeah. And, like, now there's some real optimism for this team. Like, I get that the power ratings for them were always really good and all that stuff. But now there's some real hope that they can make a run here win the division and win some games in the playoffs. So absolutely they need to start showing up. I I get all that. You know, it's funny you bring this up because, uh, you know, I've got a few friends in San Diego and, you know, every now and again, you know, we'll talk about the Chargers and the Padres and all that stuff. And I'm like, are you guys still Chargers fans? Like they didn't move that far, just two hours north. And they're like, oh, we hate the Chargers. We can't stand them. Like they, they should have stayed, you know, renovated Qualcomm or do something, but they should have never left just to be the second team in Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. I do wonder in terms of that fan base, if that matters at the end of the day, because yeah, SoFi may not be the best of home field advantages, but if now you have a portion of a state that's supposed to love the team and they can't stand them because they moved a couple of hours, I wonder if there is a trickle down effect there some osmo or some sort of osmosis kind of way did they pick a different team or they're just observe the nfl nope. kind of without a right. team yeah i think so it's just like okay yeah. we hate the nfl now we hope uh you know they never play football again or something like uh i mean i knew th- people in st louis that, that are like, that way st louis yeah they did they did that too so i understand yeah man 49ers fans now, Raiders fans now. Like, you have popular teams that, that are neighboring that you can go to. So, I suppose they could do that. Yep. And people in St. Louis, they can be Chiefs fans now, right? Like, get on the bandwagon. It's easy to do. It's fine. How about we move on now to uh, the Browns and the Texans? So, we talked about this uh, in the last segment where the C.J. Stroud injury is uh, significant in so many futures markets. And with the report out there that he's likely going to miss this game – Browns are now two and a half point favorites here uh, with a total of 40 and a half. It was Houston minus two and a half being at home. Mm -hmm. So with this five point flip here, what are we to do? 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Flacco, a two and a half point road favorite is what we're talking about right here. Uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. curious about some of the other guys. So, yes, I, of course, Stroud's going to impact the point spread the most. But what about Will Anderson? He didn't play this past week. And right. that Browns offensive line, a good one. You know, they're down right now for starters. So mm-hmm. how are they going to look if uh, the, the Texas kid creates some pressure here? Interesting move. I I understood the Houston minus two and a half. I got that because you would assume that Stroud's going to make his return. And that that's a significant downgrade. So what's going to happen with all those receivers? What's going to happen to Nico Collins? You know, Tank Dell's out for the season. Uh, some of those other weapons, that's going to be interesting. Cleveland defense, not the same on the road as a, as at home. They're just not. Right. So, yeah, I'm. it's gross. But uh, I, I'm looking at Houston as a short home dog right now. See, I'm, I'm probably backing Cleveland just a little bit more, and it may not be enough for me to pull the trigger, but if there is a side yeah. I like in the here and now, I do wonder, yes, Noah Brown, good game. Dalton Schultz was impactful uh, in the last contest. But at some point, do these wide receiver injuries start to add up, especially if you have a backup quarterback in there to where, look, the Browns probably should have lost that game against the Bears on Sunday, but I wonder yeah. if that was the regression to the mean game, and this can be more of a bounce-back spot, even though they still recorded the W. At some point, Texans, okay, show me what you can do in terms of this pass defense, because Joe Flacco, really good in the play-action game, really good with intermediate throws, 10-19 to 19 air yards. That's how he's been able to make a name for himself in this offense. Can the Texans contain both things? I have my questions at this point. And then you look at the quarterback battle. I think the Browns have a significant advantage here. 
Yeah. Um, and look, Keenum was not good. Okay. Right. Like that was a win. They got a touchdown late in the game. Okay. You forced overtime. You end up winning the game. Good job. Nobody really expected that to happen. But mm-hmm. now you're going from the Titans to the Browns. So yeah, let, let, let's see where all the injury situation, how, how those all settle in. Um, but that's a good point about the Texans pass defense. That's it, right? They've right. had a really good year against the run. And, you know, the Bears, good against the run. The Browns just dealt with that. So you've got another game where tough run, tough run defense, bad passing defense. So mm-hmm. I want to see those Flacco numbers too because it should be a Flacco game. If they're going to win, it's going to be a Flacco game. Absolutely. And, and maybe I am prisoner of the moment, but I do think he's got the capabilities with Kevin Stefanski putting all of this together to be able to win a game like this on the road. Yes, the mm-hmm. Browns defense may take a slight step back, but if the Texans are running out of weapons – that has to matter in terms of, you know, what the defense is being asked to do. And so that makes a whole lot of sense. By the way, you know, I kind of cited the uh, Browns-Bears game. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about, like, what's the – I know it's been three days now, but is Darnell Mooney still in witness protection program in Chicago? (laughs) They don't like him very much. They do not – they were not liking Darnell Mooney. They didn't care for his comments during the week about how he's not used uh, the proper way in the offense. And then he came out with that performance, which include, uh, you know, there's also been what looks to be a lack of effort and missing key blocks, just not interested. And, yeah, yeah, he should have had that. But there are a lot of things that could have gone the Bears' way. You know, Tunyon could have had an early touchdown in that one. That's the Bears. That's the Eberflus era. They're in position to win games, and they can't win games, which is probably why we'll see how the last few games play out, but probably why he's going to be gone. Fields probably going to be gone at the end of the year, and I can't wait to see what Fields actually commands in the open market. The more I think about it, the more I'm I'm kind of on that side where, yes, mm-hmm. there are flashes of brilliance here and there, but at the end of the day, so what? If you do get the opportunity to push the reset button with your quarterback and to an extent your head coach, you have to do it, right? You got like, to do it. At some point, you have to show something, and you haven't. Yeah, one of the there's a lot of problems with the organization, but one of the problems is they can never get the head coach and the quarterback on the same page. Matt Nagy mm-hmm. got the job because he convinced the organization I can fix Trubisky. Like they've just never been locked in, and then it's on to the next guy. Then Fields gets Nagy, and then Fields gets Eberflus, mm-hmm. and then like what are you gonna do? Another offense? Like no, let's get everybody locked in at the same page. Sorry, Matt Eberflus, you look good for a little bit. You kind of exceeded expectations mm-hmm. in year number two, but we've got to we've got to make some sweeping changes here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, real quickly, uh, Colts Falcons has been an interesting uh, line move. Now Atlanta is a one point favorite at home against Indianapolis. You talk about holding your nose if you're backing the Falcons, right? Yeah, there were there were two games that had that same move, Indy. Two-point favorite to one-point dog against Atlanta. Jacksonville, two-point favorite to one-point dog against Tampa Bay. You know, kind of flying under the radar, the Bucs are suddenly a really interesting team. And and I wonder Mm -hmm. if they're going to be kind of a hot team going into the playoffs that a lot of people are going to consider. That's weird to think, but it could very well happen. 
This is yeah. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Spielberger gets us ready for arguably the game of the season. Ravens at 49ers right here on the BetQL Network.